0: Okay, everybody, welcome back to part two of episode three of the Practical Utopia podcast. We're discussing a very important topic of uh, men's mental health, some of the stigmas that go along with it, um, disproportionate statistics involving suicide rates and and anxiety and depression and things like that. So
1: yeah, I I, I wanted to, if we could just just circle back a little bit um, and ask you if you don't mind sharing, um, what is it you were feeling? during the pandemic? What is it you were going through? If you don't mind sharing. No.
0: So in hindsight, honestly, um, I think it was just more of, I had gotten so used to, I'm one of those people that I do have close friends, Uh but I kind of look, view my Um, my friend relationships has like, you've got that inner circle that you can discuss anything with. And I've got about, you know, probably three or four guys that are in there, but then I have almost like a next circle. That's sort of like not the inner, but it's still guys that I'm close with that I want to stay up with. Um, and so it was important to me to try to maintain those relationships in, in a meaningful fashion Yeah. and, you know, not being able to jump in the car and go see anybody. right? Um, you know, just, I guess, losing that connectivity, um, I think affected me in ways that I really didn't realize at the time. But apparently uh, they were like, they were obvious enough to some of the people closest to me, my family members, yeah. they voiced their concerns about it. So yeah.
1: well, I'm so thankful that they noticed. Yeah. So am I. Right. Um, and it's interesting because they, I find it fascinating that, that because this pandemic this this COVID, you're you're not alone in your battles of, of of this due to the pandemic and it's interesting to me because i believe it or not was the exact i don't say the exact but i was the opposite um i fell into this insular place and i was comfortable with and i comfortable not the right word for it but i was i was at peace with not being able to go jump in a car and see someone because it took a pressure off of me that i didn't realize i was putting on myself um because all of my life uh especially since college i've been the social the socialite, the social butterfly Mm -hmm. if you will and those who knew me in college will attest to that and about the last I don't know. want to say eight years or so it's kind of started going the opposite way um, where I'm more of like, you know, I don't, I could pass on that party. You know, let's, let's go get coffee later. Let's go do, do something later. Right. right? Um, More comfortable around two or three people than I am around 10 or 15 people. Um, Which makes my career choice extremely ironic. Um, So, but yeah, you know, and it's interesting that, that because I, so many, your story is, is, is so familiar to me because there's so many people I talked to that had that same feeling, I think. And um what's interesting is they skirted around the subject they wouldn't admit to it right they wouldn't say um I was sad I was lonely Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right um well during the pandemic also was a very interesting time in terms of I because I was in the middle of grad school um I wasn't doing a whole lot of socializing anyway Right. right Um, so I kind of fell into this routine where my biggest mental concerns were, uh, and don't get it twisted. They were pretty big, but my biggest mental concerns were trying to keep my son away from COVID. Right. Um, as you well understand. Um, yeah, so that's very interesting, but I'm really glad that you were able to recognize it. Um, and then others, others around you were able to recognize it. You know what I mean? because um, kind of the, my, my mental health journey. Uh, see, this is the thing is I, I hesitate to share this, right? And it's what we're talking about. This stigma that we don't want to talk about it. Um, but it, I think that my real struggle started about my freshman year of college. Um, and again, sorry, mom. if you hear this, um, when I started really getting into alcohol and college freshmen get into alcohol all the time. That's part of college. Um, I unfortunately fell into it as a crutch as um, it got bad enough to where I was having trouble functioning without a drink in my hand or without a drink in my body, right? Um, I would go to... Uh, full disclosure, sorry, professor uh, of movement, whom I will not mention. Um, my freshman year, I would go to my, my movement class. I, I had already had half a bottle of Jack Daniels down. right? Um, and I didn't realize how that was affecting me until I saw, and I don't know if he ever said anything to my, to anyone else in my family, to my mom. Or I'm sure he said something to my grandma, but my grandpa saw me and he said, what's going on with you what is wrong with you what is because I was you know I looked like hell on earth and I was not happy to say the least and then um I'd like to say that 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 stopped after that but it continued on for about another eight years six uh, six years I'd say um constant drinking um it's interesting because it never you know everyone thinks of mental health they think of immediately you know of their head they think of suicide
0: right
1: that actually never crossed my mind but instead of what it was it was anger yep. right and i was angry all the time um i was for better or worse working as a bouncer at a bar um and fortunately oddly enough that anger didn't carry over to my job um but instead i stuffed it down with you know i'm in a bar i mean close to the night i've got access to booze
0: right
1: you know um but I didn't realize how much my alcoholism was affecting my mental health. Um, until like I became dependent on, um, promiscuity. Um, but it wasn't because I thought I was a stud, right. That toxic masculine (laughs) idea of a stud. right? Right. Um, it was me like trying to fill a void inside that I didn't know. I don't know what it was. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was interesting because that, that was, you know, I, and I was sad all the time, just sad and angry. Um, and I took it out on so many people who didn't deserve it. Um, I funked out of college.
0: I know that feeling.
1: Yeah. You know, um, by the grace of an absolute angel, because um, they exist. Um, and, I, you know, we don't usually mention names on her, but I'm going to say her name. Uh, her name is Suzette. And by the absolute grace of, of, of the angel, Susan, she helped me get a little bit straightened up and get back into school. Um, until I screwed up and my, my depression, um, and anxiety got in the way again and I failed out again for a second time. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah. So anyway, that, 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 the, that journey kept going on and on and on that mental health journey until I finally realized that I, you know, I had to stop and, and, um, there were a number of people fortunately who saw it and who um got involved um and who thankfully are still around today uh so shout out to you jerk faces um you know they got involved and they and they stopped and they and because the path I was heading down was a path of depression and a path of what I think would have probably eventually ended into um drinking myself to death or um Otherwise ending my life. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I I I was lucky that I had, you know, much much like you, you know, I, I had people looking out for me and they 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 stepped up and they took care of it or they didn't they took care of me, I should say. And I learned how to take care of myself. Yeah.
0: And I think I mean I I'm glad that you phrased that the way you did as far as otherwise ending my life, because I think that's one of the things that um, you know, in hindsight, I think that's one of the things especially for younger men um, I think a lot of the time when you see when you see a young man especially in his 20s or especially if he's a single guy um, you look at him drinking pretty heavily and you think oh okay whatever like he's a he's a social social butterfly right. like he wants to just drinks a lot to have a good time um, but also you know I think a lot of the time there are folks that Like, you know, if you notice somebody that is starting to engage in increasingly risky behavior, um, maybe sometimes it is, you know, truly that, that seeking out that adrenaline rush, but other times maybe it's just, Hey, I don't, I don't really care. Like, I feel like I'm not going to tell anybody, but I feel like life isn't worth living. So I'm going to do this and I'm going to seek out that rush. And if I go, okay. And so um, you know, I think those are also things that 43 year old me wishes I could go back and shake the living crap out of basically 20 to 30, <laughs> 30 year old me. Yeah. Um, because those are things that, you know, and I will say for myself, I don't, I don't think I ever, I think I was always too big of a chicken to engage in anything. that was too risky, anything that would potentially involve, um, me taking an above average risk of dying or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, just looking back on things, it's like, man, I, I feel, I feel very fortunate to, to be where I am without any more, um, you bumps and bruises. And I also think too, you know, I think we've both mentioned it guys, if you're, if you're struggling and if the people that are closest to you start asking you on a pretty consistent basis, Hey, are you okay? hey, um, you don't seem like yourself. I can tell you from experience, sometimes it can get annoying because you feel like people are pestering you. Yeah. <laughs> but I can also tell you from experience, don't brush those voices aside because those are the people that care the most about you. And uh, and they're just trying to make sure you are okay. Yeah. And,
1: and honestly, the, one of the biggest things about mental health and depression is we keep telling ourselves that we're okay. So when the people ask and and you say you're okay, sometimes you really believe it. Um, But then you, if you take a step back and you examine, and and, and, you know, this is without the interference of chemical imbalances, okay? Because that's the other thing is about mental health, right? Is it's not under our control sometimes. Right. You know we don't have control over that and the unfortunate part about it is unless you talk to someone you can't get control over that right um but like like john said listen to those voices um it's really easy to get angry about it and just leave me alone you know but 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 um listen to them um and 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 the journey is i think it's i don't think the journey ever ends um, I, I mean, I hope your journey never ends. Um, cause I know that on, like I full, I, I struggle with my mental health on a daily basis. Um,
0: you're not alone,
1: you know, like I, I feel not good enough. Sometimes, um, I feel super sad, uh, most of the time, actually. Um, and it's for a variety of reasons, um, You know, uh, but I'm able to recognize that now. And um, unfortunately, not everyone is able to recognize that um, and acknowledge that. And um, part of my job as an educator is to notice these things and to recognize these things into my students. And um, it's very hard as an educator um, to see these things happening in your students and know there's only so much you can do. Because um, you you could recommend that they you know if they come talk to you one on one you can recommend uh, in my in my case at least you can recommend they go talk to some counseling things like that but unfortunately you can't get too heavily involved you know and um, these COVID kids right these these ones who were in high school and getting ready to graduate and who lost all sense of normalcy and now are in college um their emotional and mental health is not good take it from me folks um because i see it on a daily basis it's not good um and what this generation has done is they play it off with dark humor and sometimes it's funny sometimes it's you know you're like whoa wow um Please go talk to someone because yeah. you just can't. You know, um, they get down on themselves. They make a mistake. And they, you know, say things. Well, well, I guess I should go die then. <sighs> um, and it's not funny. It's not like I love dark humor. Don't get me wrong, but there's a big difference between dark humor and true, genuine mental angst, right? Mental struggles and, um i see so many of my male or male identifying students that are struggling with this this mental health right now and it sucks because all i can do is put in an early warning or put in a a report hey can someone check in with them you know and that's all i can do but it's just it's just showing that like this mental health thing it's everyone from you know and and it's the kids in grade school having, and it's affecting too, right and, and the socialization and the and the the constant friendship that's there and then they weren't there you know during the pandemic and and so now they're back into this in person stuff and um they're just so many of them don't know how to express how they feel inside and it goes from age five to age well 25 or you know 35, 55, 75 it doesn't matter, right. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to watch. It's hard to see because there's only so much I can do. Um, but I owe it to them to do something. Right. Yep. And because someone did, did it for me. Um, yeah,
0: I, I, don't know. I can tell you, I'm glad that it's, that it is gaining more exposure. and And I think too, especially when you get into, um, groups of men that are typically the quote-unquote alpha males like um, for those of you that follow mixed martial arts at all there was a, a fight um, I want to say a month or so ago a guy by the name of Patty Pimlet um, he was a UFC champion for his weight class yeah. and after his fight they were interviewing him post-fight and he didn't want to talk about anything about the fight and he just he grabbed the microphone and Joe Rogan was interviewing and he grabbed the microphone and he just said I want to let you all in on something, you know, I woke up yesterday morning, five hours before I was going to weigh in for this fight to a text telling me that one of my friends back home had killed himself. Yeah. And he said, you know, we've, we've got to end this stigma because it, it shouldn't ever be that bad. That should never be the route that somebody decides they want to take or that they feel like it's the only way out. And so if you are struggling and if you ever start feeling that way, don't be ashamed about it. Um, you know, I hear people say all the time, I would much rather have you cry on my shoulder than for me to have to cry at your funeral. Yeah, And, um, you know, and, and the other thing too, is, you know, don't think that just because you may not get to that point of considering taking your own life, for example, that, that means that you should brush it off and say, Oh, well, I'm not that bad, right? I'm okay, because I'm not getting to that point. Um, And the other thing I'll say, too, is so many times, especially when we hear about like young celebrities, um, just people in general, I think so many times we look at people in the aftermath of their mental health crisis when they have chosen to take their own life. And so many of us just look at it and think, man, like you had everything going for yourself. Why? And for Andy and I, we're not going to get into specifics, but we had um, a young man that we knew growing up and um, our family, I will say, at least for, for me, like my family and his family were pretty good friends. Um, we had traveled through athletics together and, and spent quite a bit of time together. Um, and this young man had actually um, been selected as part of a prestigious academic group to attend uh, a school away from our hometown. But it was basically it's just an accelerated STEM type school. Yeah. Um, it emphasized science, technology, math, engineering, mathematics. Um, so he was able to, to graduate from there. Um, he was an athlete at that school. He was one of the top performers in his class. And he was slated to attend Cornell University um, the following fall. And so on the surface level, he had everything together. Everything. He had the world in his hands. But his ultimately his feelings of inadequacy and his feelings of loneliness led him to take his own life. And it was tragic and it was devastating because I don't think anybody, I think it caught everyone off guard. I don't know that there was anybody outside of maybe his innermost circle that had any idea that that was a place that he was anywhere close to. Um, And so, you know, I guess just keep an eye out, you know, just because somebody in your life isn't maybe making the traditional cries for help or you think, you know, I think at least for me, there have been times that I struggle with it and I'll, I'll go through some feelings of depression or anxiety and I'll stop and I I look at my life and I think to myself, man, I've got a nice house, a good job, a great wife, kids that I love. What in the world do I have to be upset or anxious or depressed about? And so I try and convince myself that it's just me. I just need to get through my own headspace um, and get out of the way and just you know power through it because I'm being a crybaby. Um. So I guess the whole point of uh, whole point of that is like, guys, don't be afraid to you know periodically take stock in your own mental health. Do do a mental assessment. You know, if you're feeling things like that and. Especially if those around you are are expressing feelings of um, you know maybe that your things are going away from the ordinary, please don't take it too lightly.
1: yeah I, I, I mean it, it can't be said enough um, that we have to end this stigma of talking about men's mental health and then getting help for for these things, and it starts with all of us. Mm-hmm um and it's it's all of us and it's male female gender non-binary it doesn't matter right you have to help in the stigma um because i don't know that it's going to get much better much sooner uh that's just the reality of it um so before we we you know we take off here before we begin this um uh i do want to make sure that i mention you know in, in part 1 episode i had mentioned the wounded warrior project um they do have a hotline that um military veterans and actually military family members as well can call if you're feeling you know hopeless or 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 uh you know having thoughts of self-harm um i do want to give some 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 things for you to look out for um in your you know, in anyone, but also, you know, taking in your male friends, um, there are some obvious signs, um, you know, obvious Someone's when they talk about die or kill themselves, kill themselves, um, trying to find a way to kill themselves. We're um, talking about hopelessness or no reason to live. Okay. We can brush that off as someone being overdramatic if you want, but sometimes you really should listen to that. Okay, Um, because even if they're being overdramatic, something down deep inside them told them to say that. Okay, Um, other behaviors that you should probably keep an eye out for include, um, you know, talking about feeling trapped or unbearable, being in unbearable pain, Um, talking about being a burden to yourself or burden to you or to others. Um, This is a big one, the increased use of alcohol or drugs, substance abuse, okay, increasing Um, reckless behavior, um, sleeping too much or sleeping too little. Okay. Um, if they're withdrawing from you and they're, they're withdrawing and, and and embracing this isolation. Okay. That's a warning sign. Okay. Um, and extreme mood swings as another thing to keep an eye out for. Um, if you have someone and you're seeing them display these things, you know, try to talk to them, and if you can't talk to them, try to convince them to talk to someone.
0: Um,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. So another resource too that we just, <clears throat> you know, in doing some of the research that we came across, and we want to make sure um, gets out there to everybody. And this isn't just specific to men or anybody. I mean, this is this is something for everybody. But the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is now, uh, it's been simplified. It's actually just the number 988. So you can dial 988 on your phone and you can call if you need to talk to somebody. Or, um, and this is one of the great benefits of technology, you can actually text 988 and you can chat with someone. Um, so I, I guess, you know, if you're, if you're somebody who's experiencing feelings um, like that, then you know please please reach out to somebody uh if you don't feel comfortable talking to the people around you whether it's a a feeling of embarrassment or shame or anything like that i can promise you that anybody that you're worried about offending or anybody that uh, is close to you and you feel like they're going to judge you um, they would much rather like as i said earlier they would much rather Help you through your tears right. mm-hmm. at any given time, even if, it's for, even if it's for a long time. They would much rather help you through your tears in life right. than to have to mourn you and feel like they should have known and they should have. There was something they could have done. Yeah. So,
1: um, yeah, get help. Talk about it. Um, it's never going to be easy. It's never going to be simple. Um, no matter what you think, um, or anyone else for that matter, um, you are important and you are here for a reason, right? Um, no matter how small the reason or how grand the reason you are here for a reason. Um.
0: So sorry to be a downer so close to the holidays. <laughs> I mean, obviously this is, for a lot of people, this is a very happy time. But we did, in talking about this and making sure that we were trying to um, do our small part to, to get the word out, we did agree that, you know, for some people, um, for various reasons, holiday times can actually compound um, mental health issues that yeah. they're experiencing, whether it's loneliness, um isolation maybe they're missing some missing a loved one and this is their first holiday season without them you know whatever the cause is um, we felt like it was important to get this out during or slightly before the holiday season just so that you know, hopefully if it reaches one person that's struggling uh, if it can make even a little bit of difference um, or you know maybe you're not somebody that's struggling with this but you are somebody who has noticed that someone close to you, Maybe their behaviors have changed some, so please, um, please reach out to them. And uh, And
1: sometimes that's all it takes. Is a phone call or a text from a friend. Um, More often than not, it's much more complicated than that. But sometimes that's all it takes.
0: Well, and it it probably is more complicated than that. But sometimes something as simple as a call or a text can be a reminder. A reminder or yeah. you know depending on how close to the edge somebody is that might be the thing that at least gives them that one step back yeah staves their hand and gives them a chance to get the help that they need yeah because of your gesture so please if you're around somebody if you have a relationship with someone please don't uh don't hesitate to reach out to them so well <laughs> we're at the end of part two, part two of episode three involving men's mental health uh I know that there were a lot of things that we didn't necessarily touch on but and a lot of this was essentially just sort of like sharing personal feelings and experiences so um but yeah this is this is the way our our show is going to be It's just (laughs) you know two guys sitting down and and talking about things that are important to them so to close it on uh, a happy note for me I'll let Andy speak for himself but I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas a Happy New Year Um, I'm also not going to be a stickler, even though I'm a conservative, I'm not going to be a stickler. So, you know, if you're celebrating Hanukkah, Kwanzaa or flying spaghetti monster birthday, whatever you, whatever your holiday is, happy holidays to you and your family and enjoy your time together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to, I'll echo that as well. Um, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah. I was especially intrigued by the flying spaghetti monster, but, uh, we can touch that on another time. Um, Yeah. Be safe. Be careful out there. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to everyone else if you can.
0: Be kind and get better. Yes, right. All right. Till next time, everybody. Enjoy your holiday season. And this is John and Andy signing off. Practical Utopia.